Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. Here we are, episode 51. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. You know the credits? You just heard Mike Rickberg sing the lovely song, Welcome to the Dork Forest. And he'll sing at the end, uh, the Mexican hat dance, which just makes me laugh every time I hear it. And then Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And Vilmos works on my website, God bless him. And he has his own podcast about uh, with a lot of road comics. And Aisha Tyler's going to be on. So uh, you might want to look for that. Because as we know, she's chatty. It's called uh, Green Room Radio, Vilmos' uh, podcast. Anyway, so sitting in my living room, friend of the show, you've been on before, Andrew Salmson. Welcome to the program. Hi. Great Hi. to be here. Great to be here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I have already described the difference between nerds and dorks, which is that dorks just have to be enthusiastic. Nerds have to know something. So sitting before me, genuine nerd, I have to say, <laughs> of all of our friends, of all the people that I know, I know some serious people who want to be considered nerds in the IT world and networking and computers and gadgets and gadgets and gadget. A lot about gadget. And you... No uh, gadgets in my world. You out... You strip them all. Uh, they're all flayed bare next to you. I'm deeply committed to a nerd lifestyle. You are. I want you to understand that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. Mm. So we are speaking into microphones that uh, that you have lent me for this very purpose many, many months ago when it, it all began. Yeah, I did. It's funny. These. This is not the first time I've been in front of these microphones. My father, who is a deeply nerdy man in his own right. And, right. Doesn't fall too <laughs> far from the tree. Yeah. Recorded okay. uh, Super 8 movies. Right. Uh, of me as a child with these microphones. Right. See, so, here's a deep nerd moment. Because these were pre-your childhood, weren't they? I mean, yeah, didn't he get them back in like the yeah, 60s or yeah, something, Yeah, they right? are. The, I was born in 66. Right. So, so, but I mean, I mean, was he recording the Super 8s when you were a toddler? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right when I was a kid. And then uh, right, a little, little kid in Brazil. And, okay. Uh, uh, Neat. Brazil. Yeah. yeah. My Did... father was an American Foreign Service officer. Okay. And, yeah. And, Spy. Uh, no, actually, he was a cultural attache, which wasn't usually the CIA types. But uh... Spy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I was in a, a, a moment of sort of weird nerd auspiciousness. Uh, I was born on the day that the first episode of Star Trek was broadcast in this country. Come on. There's some cred. There's yeah. some nerd cred. Some yeah. dork. Uh, the episode, by the way, was Man Trap. Uh, it was the first regular season episode. It's the okay. one where McCoy... So it wasn't the pilot that they yeah. didn't show first anyway with Pike? Yeah. It was with the one where McCoy's old flame uh, turns into a salt vampire and leaves the little sucker marks on people. Wait, I think I saw that on Buffy. Uh, no, that was a praying mantis and, uh, oh, okay. and Xander. But it was essentially, that's what happens. You fall in love with some sort of alien and it turns out... They're they're gonna kill you right yeah. after they breed with you, oh. and uh, it's like it's like a crazy weird Gene Roddenberry fantasy, mm. and Joss Whedon. And Kirk never fell in love though. He never did. He he was working the he was working the 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 room. That's yeah. what he was doing. Except I think with Edith Keeler, right? Do, Who's Edith Keeler? Edith Keeler was the Joan Collins character in City on the Edge oh, of Forever, right? Who he had to let die in order to allow World War II to occur and, and the Nazis <laughs> to be right. defeated. Did she get hit by a car? Uh, yeah, I believe I hit. I a believe car she or a truck. Yeah, yeah. And, and Spock was like holding onto his yeah, arm. Yeah, and we knew that Kirk could have pulled away. Yeah, even though Spock, Vulcan, uh, 
Yeah. He's uh, he's a very strong dude. Yeah. But he's but Kirk is Kirk. Kirk yeah. could have could have saved her. Yeah. But Kirk knew in his heart he had to let it happen. He had to let it go. Yeah. Let it go. He's always been. I forgot that that was Joan Collins. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh that's yeah. fantastic. There's a number of great great ladies who've been on Star Trek. Terry Garr was in a wonderful episode of Star Trek called Assignment Earth, where she was actually a pilot for another show. Okay. Uh, with the. Uh, 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 I love Terry Gar. Yeah, she was in the one. I think it was Robert Stack was the main character. He played a, a guy called Gary Seven who was meddling in the timeline in the 1960s. Mm. And uh, the doctor. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, and uh, Terry Gar played his sort of flibberty gibbet. Uh, oh, right. Secretary. What's your favorite Terry Gar role? I gotta go Tootsie. I'm going Tootsie too. You gotta go you Tootsie got to just because I did, but Tootsie. Yeah, that, you yeah. you agree? Yeah, All yeah. right. I think it's a it's easily. Yeah. It's Although fantastic. Her appearances on Letterman, I think, are some oh. of my favorite things ever. They are amazing, aren't yeah. they? She he was. W- people should YouTube that business. Yeah. Because she's At awesome. At one point, he made her take a shower. I mean, it was. Oh, just, I remember that. Yeah. It, it was, was back when I was watching all those shows. Yeah. You know, I don't watch late night television anymore. Uh, it's uh, I watch a, uh, just John and Stephen, and yeah. that's about it. And then and then I, I I'm off that train because I've been watching Torchwood on a 24 seven rotation <laughs> for the last week. Letterman, I've been watching since 1982 like he in 82 is, i had a crush on him yeah. he was the first guy that i ever thought to myself i would marry that guy you Thank know what you god the universe didn't hear me in my experience with yeah i i would have to say and that i have legitimate experience of that because i have worked for now for two people who have dated him oh really yeah, one for one in long term and one short term and right uh neither of them how short term was it short term like an afternoon next uh, to a dumpster i think it was longer than that oh but, thank yeah. god there we but, go but uh, <laughs> uh neither of them seemed thrilled with the experience no no i don't he's not much of a commitment dude I, yeah. I think he had to get into his middle to late 60s before he said to himself you know what i'm probably mortal <laughs> and i might want to pass on my seed yeah uh, but even so. then it wasn't particularly it didn't take all that well as we learned last year i guess no no it didn't take <laughs> i don't think it takes uh i think that they're I think there's trouble. Yeah. And in Torch, do you watch Torchwood or did you ever seen, see any of them? I have not seen Torchwood. I've heard great they things. They will sleep with everyone and they're constantly, you know how like uh, most of television now seems to be an excuse to uh, make two actresses that are hot make out? Mm-hmm. In Torchwood, it's an excuse to make two actresses that are hot make out and two actors that oh. are hot make out. Hmm. There is constantly guy on guy lippity lip lip. Hmm. And uh, you're like, the first time it happened, I was like, what just happened there? That was crazy. It's like the first time you saw a butt on stage, on, mm. on like uh, mm. on television. You're like, was that guy? Was that a naked butt? Huh. And uh, and then now I am uh, two episodes into season two. I'm like, who's who's Jack gonna kiss this week? Who's Jack gonna kiss this week? I I, I have. To, I'm not so sure about that in my sci-fi. I have to say that the first episode of Star Trek Enterprise turned me off. Scott Bakula. Yeah, turned uh, me off pretty hard when the hot Klingon and the hot. Uh, or the hot Vulcan and the hot, uh, first officer or whatever had to rub each other down with decontamination gel. Oh, I and, did see that. That was a homoerotic a moment. Boner in, no, no, that was heteroerotic, but it was, but he had a noticeable boner through the whole episode, the whole oh, wait. scene. Yeah, because one of them was a lady. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. So, so you don't like sex in your science fiction? I don't mind a little sex. I but take it, it you hate Heinlein. Uh, Are you telling well, me that Robert Heinlein has gone the way of the dodo? What, what I, are you telling me? Maybe I just me? hate bad science fiction is what it is. Oh, Torchwood is not bad science oh, Okay, fashion. all right. 
All right. I just, I am It could easily. be. It could be bad. I mean, for you. It's yeah. excellent for me. I'll, I'm excited about it. I'll take a look at I'm it. I'm on board. And it's finite, which I like, as opposed to Doctor Who, oh. where people are like, you got to start watching Doctor Who. And I'm like, I do. But unfortunately, there's 700 episodes. I did watch I Doctor Who. I was, uh, to- I'm, my mom the, the, needed the me new a Tom reboot? Baker scarf, scarf when oh, I was a I kid. Oh, I watched the Tom Baker. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. So we, we went on the sci-fi tangent, but there I am. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I no, I was a Heinlein kid. I definitely wrote read a lot of Heinlein as a he, kid. He loved he loves the the, the well, pile of puppies had doing it. There's two very distinct Heinleins. There's the Heinlein juveniles, which like have spacesuit will no, travel or no, I never read Mars any of those. Or, uh, it's like reading C. S. Lewis kids' books, the Narnia books. I never read them. Oh, the Narnia books are great. His adult stuff is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Voyage of the Dawn Treader is one of my favorite books of all time. That's neat. I you know, I've tried to read them and I wanna read them, I wanna mm. like them. Mm-hmm. But they're um I feel like it might have been a window that yeah. I missed, That's, just because yeah. you turned me on to Amazons and Swallows. Oh, Swallows and Amazons, yeah, Swallows yeah, yeah. and Amazons. Yeah, I get them great. Yeah, 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 backwards. Yeah. yeah, they're great. It's very lovely. They're yeah. very gentle, sweet uh, British yeah. uh, children's. I books. read those as a kid, and then I also had these wonderful books called uh, Rick Brandt Science Adventures, which were sort of like Got the Hardy it. Boys. Yeah, uh, but, British? Uh, 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 no, no, American. American? Uh, okay. The one that I remember very vividly was called The Flaming Mountain. Okay. And, uh, it was, uh, Sprint. uh, it was set on a, a uh, it was set on a, a South Pacific island that was volcanic. And, uh, <laughs> they ended up, having, <laughs> why wouldn't it be? Uh, and, and, uh, they found diamonds. Oh. And, uh, but there was a sort of skullduggery around the diamonds and they ended up having to use a small nuclear bomb to divert <gasps> the, uh, volcanic eruption away from the threatened village. I like that uh, that someone knows the exact amount of nuclear energy that you need to the bomb just a well just a bomb the size of your thumb and then it won't then it won't matter it won't be a half life or anything you won't have frogs with three eyes it'll be fine that was back <laughs> I would when love they, to uh, the, 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 written like in the sixties or even I before must have been uh, I I think sixty maybe late sixties early seventies I mean it was I remember reading them over and over and over again in like first grade second grade yeah 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 um, I, I had, just I just found a, one of, one of the kids. Books. I used to read this, uh, a lot of horse books, dog and horse, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, there's, I found one online, a dog book. After I went and I did a Coast Guard gig in Puerto Rico. So I was like, there was a Coast Guard book that I read about a, a Coast Guard dog. And, uh, well, that's great. And it was written by a guy named Colonel S.P. Meek, M-E-E-K. Uh-huh. And, uh, he was, uh, <laughs> he was a good sport. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was about a man who had a Coast Guard dog, and that dog, Turns out that dog was a really good dog. It wasn't really about the dog. Uh-huh. It was just about a guy. And uh, when I was a kid, it was all about the dog. It was entirely <laughs> about the dog. I well, was like, "You have a history with wanting dogs." I want I a dog. Yeah. Guess who doesn't want a dog? Andy Ashcraft. Oh, uh, does not. Well, he has had many, many dogs. And so when when I say I want a dog, he says, "Yes, yes, you do." Uh-huh. But you are on the road a lot, and so what you what would happen is I would have a dog. I don't want a dog. Yeah. I've had a dog. And I grew up with dogs. Uh, I have a cat now. I right. A, I have a 19 and a half year old cat. Aw. At this age, we keep track of the halves. Do you? And, you and said, how's the health of, of, what is your cat's name? Uh, Galileo. Galileo. Named and... after the famous scientist. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, was yeah. there any other Galileo I don't know about? Oh, she, I was he uh, a ninja she, turtle? She tests gravity. 
That's why her was way that of her getting cat your, thing. Yeah, her way of getting your attention is to knock something off of something. Like, so she, I always thought she was testing gravity just to make sure it still worked. Oh, Galileo! Yeah. Hence the uh, hence the naming. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So, did you get her when she was a kitten? Uh, six months old or so in yeah, DC so from pretty the early. DC animal shelter, and then uh, she had a little buddy, but the little buddy passed away a couple of years ago. And you know what? I I have some other friends who who got a. Uh, who got two kittens and one of them passed away just like six, eight months in. Mm-hmm. And it w- didn't, it's weird. I have other people who've gotten two cats and it's fine. Don't yeah. worry, people. Well, it's this, fine. The, uh, Tig lasted until she was 16. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's plenty. And was named long, long before I ever met Tig Notaro. Oh, right. Yeah. Tig Notaro has never been on the show. Is she a friend of the, I don't think so. I don't think she's a friend of the show. Oh. No, she's a friend of the show. She's actually not a friend of the show because the, mm-hmm. uh, I really doubt Tig Notaro is listening. Tig, if you're listening, put some clothes on. Put some clothes on. Get it together. Hide that sweet, sweet... Anyway, so um, you brought... Uh, because of the shrimp ring episode, and yes. Matt Knutson, uh-huh. Josh, uh, you don't get names anymore. You're the shrimp ring episode. Uh, you have purchased some sort of... I you, brought, you didn't bring a shrimp ring. I did not bring a shrimp ring. I didn't want to hack another comics bit, but... Uh, <laughs> it's my bit <laughs> about the shrimp ring. It's my love of shrimp rings, but, uh, but I'm glad you didn't, because I don't need to eat an entire shrimp ring in an hour Oh, I again. would help you put a dent in that shrimp ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you got here? But uh, I saw this yesterday, and it's it's it seemed appropriate. It's a <laughs> Stars and Stripes uh, uh, little platter that I got at the pavilions. Uh, it's you got to build it. Yeah, you got to build it. It's a craft project. It's crackers and pepperoni with little star cut out cheese. Right. And you put it into the tray and uh, we can put a, I guess we'll put a picture in the notes. We'll put a picture in the notes. Maybe that could be the picture on the, uh, oh, yeah. on the, okay. On, 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 on the yeah. player. I described it to Jackie earlier as Walmart fancy. It is wall. It is certainly because <laughs> it's a, a blue plastic tray that um, a fish will uh, eventually eat because it thinks it's a jellyfish, and then uh, and then there's uh, red pepperoni and white crackers, essentially red pepperoni, white crackers, and then I'm surprised. Oh, the the tray is blue, so they didn't yeah. go with uh, the field of blue, yeah. and then the stars are white, are they not? Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. so the, so it's a Swiss cheese or some yeah, sort of white cheddar. That would be the flag, the white stars. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I just, mm, deets <laughs> details. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to the fact, the technical business that okay. uh, you have brought with you many items. Okay, so I'm a deep, deep nerd about computers. Uh, right. You have built me several computers. Yeah, I have, um, and built me several computers. Uh, oh, that continues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a work in progress. That continues. Um, What's the last one you just built? The last one I built for myself, I'm very, very pleased with. It's my primary Windows 7 workstation. Okay. Uh, and you approve of Windows 7? I love Windows 7. Because so... what was the previous operating system? Well, there was Windows Vista and Windows oh, that's XP. Right. Um, Vista, I did not care for. Vista was trouble. I but skipped XP, yeah. Pro, you you preferred Pro to Home. Is that correct? Well, Pro only, only for a couple of... I mean, Pro has two significant advantages over the Home version. Which is that it can join a domain, right? Uh, which if in a if you're in a business that matters, and uh, it can be a remote assistance. Uh, it can do remote assistance and not just accept it. Oh, okay. All right. So if you're doing remote assistance for people, which I used to do quite a bit, uh, and now I tend to use VNC. Um, which is, oh, because remote assistance is the actual name of the program. Right, yeah. And now it, VNC is a remote way to get into somebody else's yeah, computer. Yeah, VNC is another one that's platform independent and a, a little bit right. easier to use I'm for I'm talking me. to you on the phone. I say, hey, my computer's doing a thing. And you just go, well, why don't you just sign me in and I'll look at it. Yeah, yeah. And then you do It's that. changed the way I do my work. I mean, yeah. five years ago, I was in the car all the time. Right. You know, and now I spend most mornings working on anywhere from four to 
10 computers from my house. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, and Can you get into whole networks and stuff? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or do you usually like to go into the office and, and do that? No, I, I mean... It depends on what needs to be done. If, okay. if I got to plug something in or, or you, fix something right. hardware, then I got to go there. But, right. but, uh, I can actually talk people through a lot of stuff. I mean, building computers isn't exactly rocket science. And, um, well, there's, there's, you've talked me through it. There seems to be slots that belong, yeah. that things belong in. Yeah. And all you got to do is find them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got to know what you're looking for. And, yeah. and, uh, but the remote stuff, I, I mean, the machine that I built is I designed it around the idea of I, I do a lot of remote work. Okay. So and, what do you need most? Like, you don't need a video card, do you? No. Well, I don't need a fancy 3D graphics card. I'll get to that. Okay. And, okay. So the machine itself is <laughs> yes. very fast. It's, yes. uh, it's an Asus motherboard with How 12... How do you spell Asus? A-S-U-S. Okay. Um, it's a, I believe it's a Rampage 3 Gene, which okay. is their micro ATX uh, 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 1366 motherboard. It's a really nice one. Okay. And, uh, uh, and then... Um, uh, it has on it 12 gigs of RAM. Okay. Which is a lot, you know, for a, a desktop machine. It has, uh, a Core i7-950 processor. It's the first generation of the Core i processors. Okay. Um, the second generation is out already. That's called Sandy Bridge. Okay. All right. And then, um, it also has, instead of like, I wanted to support a lot of monitors up to four. Okay. And I wanted to, uh, the machine to be quiet. And uh, not use a lot of power. How do you do that? Well, here's how you do it. You get a fancy graphics card that's designed for financial workstations as opposed to a 3D graphics card that's designed for gaming. Oh. So I have a, it's a called a Quadro NVS 450. It has four DisplayPort jacks on the back of it. Okay. It doesn't need a fan. It doesn't need a fan. Right. Cause it's very, it's a 2D card. It's not, I don't play a lot of games on the computer. Right. I don't need to push 3D pixels. Right. What I need is something that supports a lot of screen real estate. Okay. So I have that card connected to a 30 inch monitor for primary, two 21s on either side of the 30 and my HDTV. Okay. So when I've got it all cranked How up. How do you send it to the TV? It's the, the TV has a DVI input just like a monitor. Okay. So you just run a cord yeah, across yeah. the room and yeah, you're in. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. My computer's in my living room where it belongs. Right. And, <laughs> Uh, I'm a huge fan of the. I'm a huge fan of surfing the net and watching television. Yeah. But I can actually put, you know, all the movies I download, or if I Netflix something, I can put that on the big TV. Right. And uh, well, uh, I, I do Netflix through the PS3. Yeah, so, yeah. But I don't is, need that. You so don't even need I, to. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a gamer, so I don't have game consoles. Right. Uh, so, so the 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 financial card. The, mm -hmm. the the uh, video card it, that's for like someone who's checking like a somebody, thousand Nasdaq or yeah whatever. somebody who has a lot of windows open you know I mean they use them in engineering workstations you know like for for like where they monitor nuclear power plants and things like that okay yeah where you have a lot of monitors being driven off of one card but didn't didn't like two D cards have to have fans before are they well, just the, the no, no no I mean three D cards I mean the the, the current generation of three D three D graphics cards yeah the processors on them are very dedicated to a specific kind of processing okay but they're incredibly powerful and they draw a lot of juice like okay. uh, most 3d graphics cards these days have a six or eight pin connector for power that goes directly to them the, uh, so right off the power separate yeah they don't the, the they draw more power than a pci uh, e slot can provide and so I like the take that into account, gamers and parents who pay the electric bill. Yeah, it, it really. No, I'm not kidding. The the my power bill when I switched to the new computer went down, even though I got the new big monitor and everything. Wow. Yeah, um, 
And uh, another way I brought my power bill down was with my virtualization server, which we'll talk about in a minute. Okay. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> so this machine, it's it also it boots off an SSD. Uh, I have a 120 gig uh, OCZ Vertex two uh, SSD generator. Which, What's an SSD? SSD is like a hard drive. It's okay. it's mass storage. Okay. All right. But instead of rotating platters and heads that move along them, right? It's like a flash drive, like you plug into the side of a computer, like a thumb drive. Oh, weird! It's flash memory. It's very fast flash memory with a controller that makes it look to the computer like a hard drive. Okay. All right. And so all of my operating system and applications are on that drive. It's 120 gigs, which is plenty for all of that. Right. And then all of my data that I care about is on two one terabyte drives that mirror each other. They're rated. It's called RAID 1. Okay. R-A-I-D? R-A-I-D. Yeah. It stands for Redundant Array of Inexpensive Disks. Okay. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it does. (laughs) And so they... uh... So, and and when you say two terabytes, they're just they're backed. You're backed up, and then your backup is backed up. Well, RAID is not so much about backup. RAID is about high availability. What RAID means is that if one drive fails, I keep working. Okay. All right. It means that that a single hard drive failure, which happens not so infrequently, sure, um, will prevent me uh, can't prevent me from working. Okay. I also am I, I, you know I I was brought up on stage I do stand up too. I don't right. know if people know that yet. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll link it up. Yeah. What uh, cuz it's you you have stand up and yeah. um and a blog and stuff like that that the yeah. people can go to. Like you're on Twitter yeah. at Andrew Salmson. No, just Salmson. Is it just Salmson? Yeah, I've oh. always been just Salmson on the internet. Just Salmson. Yeah. I was it, it's it frustrates my cousin Andrew Salmson, but I uh, <laughs> uh I am uh Well, then he can be Andrew Salmson. Yeah, he is in a lot of places. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, uh, or he's A. Salmson, I think, okay. on Twitter. Uh, I'm Salmson, S-O-L-M-S-S-E-N. Right. And uh, you're on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And- My blog is at blog.bitboy.com. Uh, right, because BitBoy is, is your website. Yeah, yeah, BitBoy.com, B-I-T-B-O-Y. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's the one you built. Right, yeah. So that's the computer I built that I use at home. Right. Um, and, it, you know, I to mean... To work on other people's computers. Right. And so stuff. I have so many, I have so much screen real estate that I can pop up a, you know, a, a remote desktop window to talk to a server or a VNC window to talk to one of my clients. And then I can throw that on one of the su- subsidiary, you know, s- monitors. Right. And, uh, and just touch keep... touch screens? No. Can you talk to your computer? like in Star Trek? Uh, yeah, Windows 7 has some some speech activate, speech recognition stuff. Oh, does it? Yeah. And uh, then, have you ever used it? No, Me I type pretty quickly. Right, but if it were, if it were, yeah. like if it really worked, it'd be awesome. Yeah, it does work in the car. I have a droid. Uh, I have an Android phone. But- there's an Android app, by the way, people. People, uh, they should know that there's an iPhone app and an Android app. We're not on Stitcher anymore. Uh, if you need $2, hit me up when you see me on the road. There also, there are free wonderful free applications too i mean they're for, for podcasts on droid and on the oh that you can just download yeah 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 there's what one called they? there's one called pocket casts uh that's not free but it was free from amazon for a little while okay um and there's one called pod trapper which is i think ten dollars and that's the one i use on my blackberry which i love and pod trapper you like that because you you can do a lot of podcasts you can do a lot of podcasts with it and it also um it's great for the blackberry it's okay. it's, it's um it takes advantage of the fact that the blackberry has a full keyboard so like when i'm in the car i can hit q to go back a little bit w to go back or q to go back a lot w to go back a little bit spacebar to pause 
was. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, so you have a BlackBerry and an Android, is what you Yeah, I, I don't leave the house without either of them. I believe you also have an iPhone. No, actually, it's an iPod Touch. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't need a third contract, and I don't particularly care for AT&T. So, right. Um, but doesn't Verizon have iPod now? Yeah, they have iPhones now, but I, I haven't really... The you, iPod don't, t- you don't need it. Yeah, I, the iPod Touch does what I need it to do in terms of being an iOS device that I can use and understand. Okay, yeah. and it's... Um, with the iPod Touch, do you have to have a data plan? or No, no, it's Wi-Fi. Can you have a da- data no, plan? No, it's not a 3G. Although I'm hearing rumors that they're going to bring out a 3G iPod Touch like the iPad uh, in September. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's a... I would say that's a 20% rumor because if they do that... Right. Here's the thing. They're going to piss off the carriers, the cell carriers, so much... Right. ...that... Uh, because people will buy them and just not have self, not have voice plans. Right. And the. Or data plans on their, on their voice. Well, they, they don't, they won't have voice plans because, uh, they'll be Skype. You know, they'll be able to use Skype and FaceTime and other voice over IP solutions. Oh, right. Right. To get their, to get their voice through their data plan. The, the new iPad has Skype, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. The old shitty one. From but six the thing ago. is that the cell carriers make Which about. I love. They make the vast majority of their money on voice minutes. Okay. So if there is something that allows people to have, I mean, sooner or later, the cell carriers, Apple is, is sort of turning the carriers into dumb pipes, which I approve of heartily. Right. And, but but then won't Apple be the, the monster in the room that you'll have to deal with? It depends. Well, that's why I don't have a lot of Apple gear. Right. You know, I have to, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Apple, the company. Okay. Uh, what, what are they doing wrong? They're not a computer company. They're a consumer oh, right. electronics company that sells a computing-like experience. Right, because they, their computers and their toys are toys, right? They're just... A, well, they're just Because no. you can't pr- crack into them, right? Because that's your well, big thing is you want to... Well, I want to hack. There's no question about it. Right. But there's also, for me, I find that Apple's great strength is editing. What they do is they take the 50 to 60% of functionality that people just don't use, most people, right. and they take it out. Right. And then they make the 20 or 40 percent of the functionality that people do use that they leave in and they shine it like a diamond. And it really works. There's no question about it. It's pretty. Until it doesn't. Until it doesn't work? Yeah. 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 I got I I, I got uh, my my iPod Mm -hmm. and then my iPod's probably three or four years old. Guess what? That shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be done. We shouldn't, you mean my iPod. But, uh, the first thing to go, the whole thing seems to be a soldering iron, uh, project because, uh, the headphone jack mm-hmm. is only mono now. Uh, and then, uh, there are guys on Craigslist who'll fix that for you in two seconds. Sure. What just happened was, uh, the cord from, my uh, iPod to my USB port in my car into the into the radio, the plastic part fell off. So it's just a piece of copper going mm. into the jack on the bottom of my iPod. That allows me to make a plug. Are you ready? Yep. I will plug for you, people. Please plug. What the greatest website for, for anything what? cable related? Okay. You to need, purchase a cable. To if you need cables of any kind adapters of any kind you get yourself over to monoprice.com m-o-n-o-p-r-i-c-e.com they are the Tell me best more. they are the best <laughs> first of all a cable that would cost you twenty dollars in a store is sometimes less than two dollars on monoprice.com and they are quality cables they're decent they're the same chinese off-brand cables that you would buy in the store what if you were to go for an off-brand cable right exactly and, and what is the, the the brand name what is the gucci of cables well, I, I mean, wonder. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's the famous one is Monster Cable, where they 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 sell the things for you know forty times what they're worth. Okay. You know, but uh, 
Um, like the, these, I got, I got you. I think you were the one who sent these cables that we're working with just now. Monoprice.com. Yeah, they're the best, and they're in California. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, if you place an order until three o'clock in the afternoon, you'll get it the next day, pretty much. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, I do want to get one more. Because what if I want to have four people on? Exciting. And I, uh, as long as one of them isn't Aisha Tyler, I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I'll tell you, she was Speedy Gonzalez with the I'm going to do her podcast tomorrow oh good yeah i enjoyed the hell out of it i just was tired at the well, end you were tired i had to find a fall <laughs> over in a heap it was crazy chitter chat chit chat chat mm. chat and uh and her thing was uh she hers is called like girl on guy or something yeah That's yeah what hers is gonna be called and she only calls it that so that she can get, she can get more hits than you can shake a stick at mm. just because people are like girl on guy what well there's the that, huge comedy porn nexus that i'm not sure i approve of completely but uh, you know what? I think there's a whole huge life porn. Because <laughs> sometimes I like, because I read a lot of comic books and I'm like, porny comic books? What's happening? Yeah. And uh, and then there's porny video games and then there's porny, you know, like remember Castle Wolfenstein? Yeah, where, yeah. That where there was a there was a key code that you could put in and then all the Nazis were naked girls. Ooh. And you had to shoot them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could kill naked Nazi hot chicks. Mm. Moments of family fun if uh, if you had some uh, some issues with Nazis and women. Uh, it was lovely. But well, you I, wanted to see nudity. <laughs> I, I, you know, again, my nerd history is long. And uh, I can remember downloading uh, crazy, um, or they weren't even downloaded, like, they were passed around on floppy disk to floppy disk of uh, uh, the they, old three point five. No, no, these were five and a quarter inch Ooh, discs for Apple twos. <laughs> Ooh, very nice. That had crazy like uh, uh, screen flipping animation for like you know that would show a like there were two frames that would go back and forth of a girl doing something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. A little uh, sort of like a flip book, but yeah, yeah, a, but okay. two frames, but two, two frames. frames. Gee, I wonder what she was doing. I don't want to know. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so pretty much I can guess. <laughs> so, and then uh, so that's that's the one you built. Yeah. What? But the other computer that I built that I have at home that I think is worth talking about is yeah. um, I have in my house a virtualization server. Oh, that's right. Okay. And, uh, that, that's so you can check things out, right? That's so you can. Well, it's more than just that. It's also my primary. Here's the thing. A, a virtualization server is like when you install an operating system on a piece of hardware, there is the operating system has drivers and things that talk directly to the hardware. Right. Okay. What the virtualization server does is it inserts itself as a layer between the operating systems and the hardware and allows you to create independent virtual machines within a specific physical machine. So you can add another yeah. operating system? You that... can have entire... I have seven running at all times on my virtualization server. You have seven different operating systems on the virtualization server? Seven different machines all running at the same time. And it's but sort it's of like... it's only on one machine. Yeah, but it's only on one machine. They're okay. virtual machines. If anybody here has run Parallels on a Macintosh, that's virtualization. Okay. Uh, if anybody has, uh, ever run, uh, what is that parallels? Is it, is it's it, a way it, to run DOS on a P on a Mac without having to reboot it or run okay. windows on a Mac without having to reboot it. Okay. But, um, the idea is this, it's sort of like the matrix when Neo was in the pod and he didn't know that he yeah. was being fed information through his, his Jack or whatever that right. told him he was in the real world. Yeah. The operating system in the virtual machines is being fed inputs that make it believe that it's controlling hardware, but it's actually just being told that it's controlling hardware hardware. 
When will Skynet happen? When will it happen? What you don't know is that it already has. <laughs> Damn uh, it! Damn it! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Reveal of the It was recently us. Skynet Day, actually, wasn't it? it was, was it? Yeah, it was the, the day that It wasn't that they, May 21st, was it? No, it was like April 12th or something like that was the day okay. that Skynet... April 12th, 2011 was the day that Skynet was supposed to become aware. Oh, okay. That was mentioned in the movie. In the first, in the first film. Yeah. And I say film, because yeah. I enjoyed that movie. That was a great movie. Terminator 2 is still one of my favorites. Right. They both have a hard time uh, with the 80s references and uh, mm. but but other than that they hold up damn good there's some moments in Terminator 2 that I will put up against any movie ever made like the which the, one you know honestly the credits still get to me with the, the credits the flaming playground Oh, right, yeah. right. Oh, that'll yeah. choke you up. I with grew the, up with, yeah, with, with the nuclear fire scouring the right, earth. Yeah. Right, right. I, uh, I, uh, I grew up as a child of the 80s, you know, and I watched The Day After and Threads and all of right. those, you know. I mean, we, you know, we, I grew up a child of, you know, the Reagan era. All I remember during the 80s, I, uh, I campaigned for John, uh, who is it? Oh, my God, what was his name? My sister made me do it. She is the boss of me when John, I um, Johnson. It was uh, not, Johnson. not Johnson. It was John no. Anderson. John That's Anderson. Right. Yeah, he was the first third party candidate that yep. people really took seriously. Yep. And so my sister was like, "We're gonna we're we're, we're gonna help, and you're gonna help." And yeah. uh, so I had to go uh, stuff envelopes and call people. I voted for Walter Mondale twice. Did you? Yeah. There was a it was it was, it was a bad time. The Ronald Reagan years. Mm -hmm. uh, people want to deify that dude. Uh, I'm I'm with Hunter S. Thompson. I'm psyched he was buried in his own backyard like a dog. That was Nixon, actually. Uh, that was Nixon. Yeah. I want Reagan to be buried in his own backyard like a dog. Like Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> was psyched about Nixon. Because I'm psyched about Nixon, too. Yeah. It's, uh, did you ever see uh, that French Foreign Legion movie with uh, Gary Cooper? No. It was, uh, there was some talk of, uh, of how your dog should be buried at your feet if you're a man. That's like a crazy, weird, uh, macho French Foreign Legion kind of sentiment. And the bad guy sergeant is... Uh, was was shot and then mm. threw at his brother's feet, oh. and then they burned the fort. Spoiler alert: nineteen thirty-seven. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they they burned the fort to the ground. Yeah. I want to get back to the virtualization oh, server. Oh, because I, it yes, means you so, do. Okay, go, go. So much to me, this thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I built this machine, okay, and it runs virtualization software. I run... It, the, the machine itself is, again, a motherboard that, speaking of dogs, I love like a good dog. Yes. All right. It is a super micro... X8SIL-F. Yes. All right. Which is a wonderful uh, socket 1156 motherboard from Supermicro who makes server motherboards. It's not that I'm not excited, but I'm getting more coffee and I'm just going to listen to you for a okay. second. Okay. All right. All so right. it's a Supermicro X8SIL-F. Um, it, it, the motherboard has a number of things to recommend it. It's micro ATX, which I love. It's also uh, got a built-in IPMI 2.0 IP-based KVM, which means that you can run the machine entirely without a monitor and keyboard. It has uh, a, 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 a... No, it doesn't need a monitor. It, it has a LAN-based KVM, a, a keyboard video mo uh, mouse switch. Yeah. So you can actually bring up a web browser and talk to the computer over the internet or over a network like you were in front of it. And you can do things like control the power. You can actually attach disk images to the motherboard, like ISO images. So you can bring the machine up from, from bare metal without ever being in front of it. 
It's designed to live. Oh, okay. It's des- it's a it's a motherboard that's designed to live in rack mount cases in you know buried in racks in data centers. Okay, and so- but there is a monitor attached. You can use any monitor. That yeah, it has. Up. Yeah, it has a. I mean, it has a VGA port. You can hook up any monitor you want <laughs> I to. But- seriously, in my head, I was like. What do you, you stare at it and just sort of talk to it, and then it does stuff. What no, you, no, you ha, you need a monitor. That oh yeah, somewhere on a computer. Like I yeah. I talk to it through my computer, my right. workstation that right, I just right. talked about. Yeah. But the, the computer itself just sits in the corner, and all it has attached to it is power and network. Okay. But it doesn't. But it knows how to sort of redirect the monitor signal out yeah. over the internet. Oh really? Yeah, and so you can so you use can a, use it anywhere. Yeah, you can use it from anywhere with a web browser. Right, right. Uh huh. If you've ever seen a, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like a, it's sort of like VNC or remote assistance, like what I do with you. Right. But at a much lower level, it's built into the motherboard. Right. All right. So I can I can use that machine from any computer on the internet. Right. As though I were directly in front of it. I can control its power. So the the machine itself has 16 gigs of RAM. Right. All right. And a decent Xeon processor. Uh, again, a pair of one terabyte disks rated up. Right. And that machine just it runs Windows 2008 R2. Okay, which is a Windows Server. Okay. All right, with the Hyper-V role installed. That Hyper-V role is the layer that that creates the virtual world for the machines to live in. Right. That's the virtualization software. There's also VMware that a lot of people like very much. I didn't use VMware because I'm a Microsoft partner. I get free <laughs> copies of Windows. Right. Or not free. I pay Upgrades, 300. Right? Yeah, but I get, I get, like, I'm a Microsoft partner and I pay $300 a year and I get one of everything. Okay. All right. And it, VMware. It's like frequent flyer points. You're yeah, like, yeah. Yes. VMware has higher hardware requirements and I wanted to build this. I'm, I'm not only a nerd, I'm cheap. Right. And, uh, you gotta be because you're gonna want to build another one in like yeah. eight months, right? Right. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> so. machine, I love this machine. I reboot it once every six months, whether it needs it or not, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. it's that, it's that stable. It's that, uh, efficient. What does rebooting do? It just starts everything over again. It, it clears it, out all, like the operating system loads from scratch. You okay. Know, you know, so all of the sort of the data structures that the operating system maintains in memory to keep track of what memory is used and what disks, you know, what disk IO is being done and all of that stuff. You just sort of, fl- fl- you know, flushing them out and starting over again. So, so it's good to do that with your own computer, right? Yeah. I mean, one of the great things I think about Windows 7 that I found is that it doesn't need to be rebooted nearly as often as XP did. Okay. I, you know, I, I had very stable experiences with my XP machines because, right. I, I, you know, I'm good at it. But, right. you know, yes, my XP machines still needed to be rebooted once every week or two. Okay. All right. So, so you would recommend if you have XP, if you have an older computer? My rule of thumb has always been if the machine's going to be on again in 24 hours, leave it on. Okay. All right. You can turn the monitor off right. or, or whatever you want to do. But if you're going to use it every single day, just leave it on. Yeah, just leave it on. And, it, then, it's, yeah, and then reboot it. You'll have to reboot it for updates every couple of weeks. Right. And it doesn't hurt an XP machine to be reboot once a week or so. Okay. All right. My Windows 7 machine, if I didn't have to do updates on it occasionally, I probably wouldn't have to reboot it for months. Okay. And the Windows 2008 code base is very similar to Windows 7. Okay. And... um. 
So I have the Windows 2008 host machine. That's the, the server that runs the virtualization software. Right. Okay. And then within that machine, I have seven virtual machines running all the time. The first is a Windows Small Business Server 2008. Okay. That runs my Exchange server, which is a mail and groupware server that keeps track of all of my email. Um, Your email? My email. Okay. If you email me at andrew at bitboy.com, it right. comes to that machine living in my living room. All okay. Right? All right. And... Uh, uh, it also is, um, uh, you know, it's an Active Directory server. It's all of those things that a small business server is. And okay. it's what small business server is what a lot of my clients run. So I have a, a sample li- of that, yeah, essentially. Yeah, that I run on my a own. live version of it. Yeah, in my house. Okay. Yeah. And then I also have a Windows 2003 server, small uh, uh, virtual machine that runs BlackBerry Enterprise Server 5.0. Do you have clients who have that? Or is yeah, it- yeah. I have actually none of my is clients that- are on five zero yet. They're still on four one. But five uh, zero is the free product from BlackBerry that allows you to do corporate control of Blackberries. Okay, we'll talk about RIM in a minute when we get to the Android thing. But <laughs> um, Black, I-, I love Blackberries. I think they're amazing. I'm-, I'm worried about RIM. I think they're circling the drain. But RIM is the company that makes Blackberries. Okay, and, yeah, and uh, Research in Motion. They're a Canadian company. Okay, and didn't yeah. didn't they the new one that just came out? Didn't that it? it- it, it fizzles was, the playbook. It was yeah. their tablet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to Rim in a second because there are a number of chances that they've had and we'll talk about them in a minute. You, but, what do you want to do? You want to, you want to go I'm going to keep going the virtualization. Right, 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 yeah. Right. Okay. What, what are we on? Okay. So we got the, the SBS. We've got the BES. Right. We've got, uh, I've got a, a, a second or a second Windows 2003 server running Spiceworks, which is a free IT management software solution okay. that does things like help desk ticketing and also LAN inventory and monitoring. Uh, it's a really neat little program and it's free. It's ad supported. Um, and uh, it lets, you know, for a small network or even a fairly large network, it lets you keep track of all the machines on a network. It lets you create a help desk ticketing system so that people can identify problems and tell you to fix them. And Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so that's the second 2003 server. And then I also have... Um, um, an Ubuntu Linux server. That's okay. my web server. And uh, I just, you know, because I like having a Linux box around. And, sure. And um, who wouldn't uh, if you knew what it was? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Unix what? machine that I have that runs my web server. Or, and, and In high school, I, I, I wrote, uh, I wanted to write the history of video games, uh. but my English, because t- we had to write a 10 page uh, paper. It was a big deal at the time. Yeah. I was, uh, it was a very big deal. But the, uh, uh, I wrote uh, the history of the computer. It could not have been more boring, and because uh, I did not know how to make it interesting, and so what I did, it was just it was all about Unix and room-sized computers from the fifties and sixties, and those punch cards. Actually, if you want to read a great history of computing, I do. There are two wonderful books that yes. are worth. I mean, they've been out forever, and they're worth reading. What are they? One is called um, Hackers by Stephen Levy. Is that nonfiction? Nonfiction. Yeah, okay. it's it's a story of basically the MIT how hacking started at the MIT rail, model railroading lab. Okay, and went from there all the way up through. I think hackers goes all the way up through Apple II's and uh, IBM PC, the original okay. IBM PC. Cool. And uh, and then there's a wonderful book by uh, I think his name is Tracy Kidder. Okay, and It'll it's be called in the notes. It's called the Soul of the New Machine. Okay. And it's a, a story of a, a company making one of the first mini computers. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, which uh, 
it's a I haven't read it in a long long time but it's a great book it's really entertaining okay hackers is not only uh, really you know informational but it's hysterical it's really funny you know I've I, my sister reads cookbooks like that where uh, it sounds it sounds <laughs> like hey it's a fascinating world about something very specific and she's like this happens to be about quail <laughs> and that happens to be about a very specific but hackers computer. is I mean it's also full of like the MIT kids you know dropping through ceilings to open safes and, okay yeah I mean it's pretty cool okay yeah and then um that sounds great and then uh uh so so the virtual machines we've got the the ubuntu linux machine and then we've also got three clients i've got a windows client uh xp uh i've got a vista client and a seven client they're all sort of vanilla not customized at all so i can i have a, a and they're all domain joined to the virtual sbs so i have a little network living in a virtual space in a right. box the size of a small, you know, like it's, it's a literally, I mean, it's a tower computer. It's yeah. a small tower yeah, computer yeah. that lives under my workbench. And, and there's an, enti- like an entire world in it. There's an entire <laughs> network in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of client machines, servers, and everything I need. And also what makes that, what makes virtualization, one of the things that makes it so cool is that it makes computers fungible. Like I can just throw them around. Okay. So like, for example, I wanted to test the process of joining a machine that was domain joined to another domain to a new SBS 2011 essential server. Right. All right. Which is a new product that's just come out from Microsoft that I love. If I could give a piece of software a big sloppy wet kiss. Sure. I would give Small Business Server 2011 Essentials that kiss. Okay. Because it is an amazing piece of software. So it just, it's, it's for networking for it's small a, businesses? It's small businesses up to 25 users. Okay. All right. It has... 25 users meaning 25 different machines? 25 different computers. Okay. okay? And what it does for those computers is it provides a full active directory uh environment which means single sign on anybody can sign on to any computer okay all right uh, uh it provides a file service mm-hmm. it provides remote access okay in other words it sets up a website that people can log into and then take over their desktop computers from anywhere okay all right oh, okay and, from home right from home yeah or uh, or access files on the server right all right uh it also provides backup it has uh client backup for all of the machines on the network. Right. When you connect a machine to Small Business Server 2011 Essentials, it installs a client, a backup client on that machine, and that machine then gets backed up to the server, and the server is very smart about how it does backup. It does what's called deduplication. So there's a lot of very similar files, on, you know, identical files on yeah. most Windows clients. There's the Windows operating system files, there's application files, and yeah, all yeah, of that they, stuff. They're all yeah. the same basic stuff. When, Small Business Server 2011 Essentials knows how to just back those things up once. Oh, wow. But it'll do bare metal restores on any machine. So if your hard disk dies completely, you can pop in a USB stick or a CD, boot the machine from that, and restore from the server, and it's like it was the day before yesterday. Oh, wow. You know. So you only lose a day. Yeah, or, or whatever, or whatever whoever the, the last backup, the backup was. was. Yeah. And it'll also... Is that cloudy? Is that it's like not, a cloud It's sort of thing? like having your own cloud, but in the, in the house, you know. Explain. I don't Do you want me to explain the cloud? I don't get the cloud. What's, okay. what's the cloud? Is it just some, some Companies, massive... Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, it's a big data center that you don't own. Right. All right. And Why would you want to do that? Because owning a data center is a pain in the ass. Why would you want to lease a car instead of buying one? Um, Why would you want to lease a car instead of buying one? Because there are... 
Because then you can get a new car in two years? Or? Because if you had a lot of cars and you didn't want to have to have mechanics on site all the time to take care of them. And right. All, if you were a business, you yeah. would lease, I suppose. Yeah. You would want to, you know, if you didn't want to have to deal with selling the cars when they were used up or, do you know what I mean? Right. So the, cl- you, the cloud is constantly upgrading their hardware yeah, right. and then you wouldn't have to upgrade your hardware. And also it allows companies to fix their daily, their, you know, their, their daily costs. Like if you, if you're, if you own a car, right. you, know, you know, you get hit with, oh, the water pump blew and now I got to pay $800. Right. Right. It just says, it says to a company that wants to have certainty in their day to day expenditures, right. we're going to pay 200 bucks a month to provide email to, four, These, you know, to 40 people. Right. Yeah. And what about the security? That's an issue. Okay. Um, I mean, if you're in a, a business like a, like a health care provider where you have to deal with HIPAA issues. Right. Um, those are the laws that cover the, the privacy of healthcare records. Oh, right. Um, Good point. Uh, we, should, we should tell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, um, if you have to deal with that stuff, there, there, or if you're a lawyer where you're dealing with, uh, you know, attorney client privilege communications, and you, you have, have to, all that information with the yeah. social security numbers yeah. and the credit card numbers and all that nonsense. You have to decide what's in your power to control, you know, right. what you need to control. I mean, and being what? a big company has not in the, in, in the recent past been any indication that you are immune to security issues as Sony found out with the PlayStation network. Right. Right. Yeah. Hackety hack hack. But, yeah. So, is there who who's mostly doing the cloud now? Is it Google? Well, I mean, there's there's a Google Cloud. There's something called Google Apps, which okay. is for business, which is great. I like Google Apps a lot. Okay. Um, I, there's also Microsoft has their own sort of cloud kind of service. Okay. And uh, Apple. Uh, uh, Apple is not in the cloud business yet. They're starting. They're doing something called iCloud, but like most of their computing st- stuff, it's not aimed at businesses it's aimed at consumers they are are creating a a cloud for consumers that lets you keep track of your music and your contacts and so so forth so Um, it's individual it's it's for people yeah it's for people that want to access their crazy you know know, the Jimi hendrix when they're over in europe and and google has some of that for for people as well like i have the google music beta where i've uploaded all of my you know roughly eighteen thousand song library to google right and i can stream it from my android phone wherever i am oh wow yeah and then can, can you plug in your phone uh through your radio like do you have a usb port or whatever my i have car? an old car i have an old car so i use a cassette tape adapter oh nice yeah. i used to use one of those until uh my cassette tape died i like my cassette tape adapter but then um it's a fascinating story about how i got a new radio and <laughs> okay. i'm done i'm done now <laughs> okay. there's no we, we can close out with that <laughs> all right so you have nine minutes to plug a thousand things that you want to talk about oh really has, yep. it, has it been that long already uh yeah oh yeah. my god no one <laughs> oh shucks <laughs> welcome to the dork forest where you talk about the thing you love <laughs> okay so i love virtualization obviously right, right. and if you have questions about building your own virtualization software email me we'll figure it sure. out sure and I love, I love that Supermicro motherboard so, so much. And Supermicro makes a case that's designed specifically for it. I built another one very similar to it right. for one of my clients to run Small Business Server Essentials. And the whole thing with the Small Business Server Essentials software was $1,200. Wow. Yeah. And, wow. And, and, and that, it's a and decent that, and, server. Yeah. And that server serves 25? It can serve up to 25 people easily. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, you have sitting sitting here a tiny I'm going okay. to talk about my bag that I brought. Okay, <laughs> so... Do. So uh, I travel most places with what I call my light consulting kit. 
which is uh, my Dell Mini 9 laptop, which right. is a, a netbook right. that I got for $200 on a special deal at Dell. Right. And I upgraded with... Uh, how, how much would that cost max, the netbook? The netbook, yeah, three, three, 300, 400 bucks. Yeah. Okay. And this machine is nifty because I've upgraded it with a 64 gigabyte SSD. Okay. Uh, and two gigs of RAM. So it now has two gigs instead of one gig. Okay. And it runs Windows 7 Professional. It runs Mac OS 10.6, Snow Leopard, right. and Ubuntu Linux. Okay. All right. So it's a triple boot machine, which setting up was not trivial because right. they all, it's like, it's like all three OSs don't agree on how the hard disk partition map should be. Okay. So getting, how did you, was there soldering? No, there's no soldering, but there's <laughs> sort of like a, there's sort of a lot of fooling each OS into thinking it's getting what it wants. Okay. All right. Is, is there a program that, a software that, that tricks it? Yeah. There, I use, I mean, I made it a little more complicated than I, it needed to be because I it wanted. it was fun for you. Well, because I <laughs> wanted to use the Windows bootloader so that the Windows side could hibernate because Windows, the Windows side won't hibernate if it's not the primary partition. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. Uh, no, that's awesome. Jackie is it's giving me a grin. No, it's um, just like we are deep in the forest, my friends. All right. This is a giant so, but this tree. is a great machine for me because it's light. It's very powerful in terms of what I can do with it. It's a real computer. Right. Uh, it has an Ethernet port, three USB ports, uh, an SD card slot, wireless that works really well, Bluetooth, and right. all of that stuff. So it's not... And it's, it weighs, what, three or four pounds, No, right? it weighs a pound and a half. A pound? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It- or two pounds. And it's SSD, so I can throw it around. I don't have to worry about a hard disk. And any office I'm in, I can be whatever I need to be. Like, right. I can be a Mac if I want to be a Mac, and I can be a PC if I want to be a PC, and I can be a Linux box if I need to be a Linux box, all and right. I can do all of that for $400. Right. I just think it's great, because Macs are too expensive. In my right. So, and, right. So, you have that in your bag. Right. And then I also have my BlackBerry Bold 9700. Right. Which I run against my custom, my my home BlackBerry Enterprise server that I mentioned on my, on right. my virtualization server, and which is running a leaked version of OS 6 for BlackBerry. Okay. Uh, uh, so it has all of the latest WebKit browser advantages of OS 6 and all now, that. Now, is that an older BlackBerry? Yeah, it's about a year and a half old. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like that trio that you had for no. many, many years. Yeah. I loved my trio. That I Palm just... Trio? You had extra trios just loose. Because I liked it. I had the Palm Trio for yeah. a while. And, and I... Andy's still... Or is he still on the Centro? Or... He's on the Centro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but he has, a, he has an iPhone, too, that yeah. uh, he had to get for work. But, yeah. Uh, um, and then I also have the November 2009 Droid 1, the original Droid, the Droid OG, as they call it. Okay. And I, again, I'm running a custom firmware on it. It's uh, compiled by a kid called Peter Alfonso in New Zealand, I think. And there's some guy? Yeah, there's some guy. That's the thing I love about Android. All right. Android, I mean, you can, there's jailbreaking on iPhones, which means you can run software that Apple hasn't approved. All right. right. But there's more, there's more than jailbreaking on droids. Droids, some of the, some of them, not all of them, allow you to run what are called custom ROMs. All right. These are complete builds of the operating system that somebody put together in a way that's different from the way the manufacturer decided to do it. It's like that video game where you get to create your own world. Like, yeah, Minecraft or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Life something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, but the the point is is that you know they make different sets of compromises than the manufacturers do. Right. Like uh, for example, all the manufacturers these days are so keen on their on their layers on top of Android like HTC has Sense and uh Samsung has TouchWiz and okay. Motorola has something called Moto Blur or Blur. Uh, I don't like any of them. I like my Android naked. Right. And uh sure. uh and so 
these kids, you know, they, they, they put together these ROMs that have custom, uh, you know, add-ons and enhancements, but also strip out all of the extra stuff you don't really need. Okay. And cool. so they run faster. And so this is a droid, an original droid that was released yeah. with Android 2.0 and is now from the factory up to 2.2. But this is running gingerbread. It's running 2.3. Okay. All right. And it's running a custom kernel that overclocks the CPU to 1200 megahertz. It's a 600 megahertz clock from the factory. So it's twice as fast as it used to be. All right. Yeah. And then I carry the iPod touch. <laughs> and then I also have a large assortment of flash drives with assorted bootable. Uh, right. Don't you have like, you have all the programs you need for rebooting stuff on flash drives, right? Yeah. And, and you used to carry like a giant CD case with you. Yeah. And that's gone. Yeah. Because now you just have... Now I just have... Because like, how big is the flash drive that you carry? Is it... It's well, I carry, probably more than 256 I carry several. megs. I, <laughs> yes, you do carry. We should take a picture of this, too. <laughs> I carry... Um, this one here is just Windows 7 X64. Okay. This is Windows 7 X32. Nicely labeled. Okay. And then and this h- is Vista. How big are these? These are... Th- those are 8 gigs, I think. Okay. So they're or, just uh, little 8 gig... Yeah. And then these... That's a, or these are maybe all 4 gigs, actually. Right. And then this is an 8 gig one with OS 10.6 on it. Okay. Uh, Mac, Mac, Mac OS. Yeah. 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 And and then this is 32 gigs with every PC program I could possibly need on it. Right. And then this is 16 gigs with every Mac program I could possibly need on it. <laughs> nice. And then these are two gig ones that are all different bootable things. This one is a Windows Home Server bootable disk. This what is kind of what kind of USB port is that? that oh, the you break them or? Oh, they, they come, come out, out of a... Oh, come, it's like a pill case. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But they're tiny, tiny USB. Uh, yeah, they're little 2-gig drives, which is all you need for this one. And right. So, um, <laughs> and then this drive is special. This is a 16-gig drive that uses a multi-boot Linux bootloader, Grub. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, It does look special. And it, it looks it, like it, you love it, so... It's got a big so. B on it because sure. it's bootable. And it's, uh, it's got every... Um, it's got every, like, you know, like AVG rescue disc, Kaspersky rescue disc. Oh, like the antivirus stuff. Right, right. And then it also has, uh, um, uh, GParted, which is, a uh, a partition editor and, uh, you know, assorted, you know, a full Ubuntu, you know, load. Right. It's just a great little thing to have. I can plug that in and do almost anything. And because I don't travel anywhere, even if I don't have my kit with me. Right. I have a four gig flash drive on my keys. Right. That, uh, is a flash. full boot. Ubuntu installation uh, that also lets me like uh, I fixed your you you know you know CJ Arabia CJ Arabia friend of the show she was on one of the original two hundred and thirteen uh, <laughs> yeah well uh, her her little netbook wouldn't boot oh, okay so we were having dinner and I just plugged this in and restored her registry file right, <laughs> right. it's like, like you're like loosely like just loose g- fixables just wandering There's, around here's the thing. There are people who are broken in a certain way, all right? <laughs> and I am broken in this way, all yes. right? Which is if there is a broken computer around me, yes. I am in, like, I have angst. I have anxiety until it is fixed. Right, right. You want to know why it is broken, and you would like to fix it. It really is like a problem inside me. It's like a, it's like a hoarder. It's like the hoarding of... Of fixing computers. Well, I've started to let go of, like, I don't have as much stuff that's in my so house beautiful. as, a, as, yes. as oh, I used to. that's true. That's yeah. true. You went through a bunch of stuff and let it go. I, st- I still have a sentimental technology box. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Where you kept some of the things. Yeah, that, like I, that have, are, I have... I have my Mac Classic in the garage. Yeah. Uh, with two megs of RAM. You know what some... I call it both megs of RAM. <laughs> do you know what some people do with those old classics is they turn them into fish tanks. Oh, right. 
right. Are yeah. they waterproof? Water- no, you have to seal it. You have yeah, to yeah, do have all to, kinds of stuff. Pro- that, that sounds like a craft project. When I had my first SE30, uh, I took all the plastic apart. Uh, I took it completely apart, took the monitor out of it, everything, just took the plastic and gave it to my sister, who is a wonderful artist. Right. Look her up at alexsalmsonphoto.com. There you go. Uh, she does fine art. Commercial photography, amazing stuff. Cool. Um, she works for a, a Brazilian underwear company, and I get those out pictures. Of, out of what town? Of uh, New York. New, New York. York City. Yeah, there you yeah, go. And get she, a rope. Yeah, uh, she works for a Thievery Corporation and a bunch of other people. She works for a Brazilian. That's a band. Yeah, yeah. She works for a Brazilian. Huh? Yeah. Look at me knowing music. Look at me. <laughs> oh, she. I gave her the plastic from my SE30. Right. And she's a brilliant artist, and so she did a faux marble finish on the whole thing. Ooh. She, she did a beautiful, and the whole, I put it back together, and the, the keyboard, I did the keyboard and the mouse and the, the, mock, the Mac itself, and the whole thing looked like it was hewn out of a block of fine Italian marble. So sculpture. It, it was like, yeah, it was, but it, it booted up. Oh, it did? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. full on. Yeah, yeah. Do you still have that? No, it's gone. It's oh, long gone. I think. Beautiful. Yeah, I think. There it might be photos. It somewhere. was, it was, it was in use as a server at my old job for a while. All right. Well, Andrew Thompson, let me just say that this is act- this has been a treat. Mm-hmm. I have this has been a row of uh, of people on this program that love it, love stuff, and that's <laughs> what we're going for. That's, I'm going into the finish line here with people who love their nonsense. I didn't even and- get to do my computer jokes. <laughs> yes. So if you want to see stand up comedy, Andrew Thompson does some stand up comedy, and you do got some computer jokes. Uh, where, where are you performing next, and where can people see your schedule? Uh, I'm on, uh, I put my events on Facebook. Okay. So, uh, Salmson.com or, uh, Facebook.com slash Salmson. I'll link it on the uh, notes. Okay. And then, uh, I should probably put them on my website as well. Right. Um, and then, uh, I have Twitter, Twitter, uh, Twitter.com slash Salmson. Right. So just, so just do that. You, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, this will go up, uh, next Monday or uh, next Tuesday. I'm doing a storytelling show, a wonderful show in, uh, Echo Park at the Stories Books and Cafe, uh, on August 6th. On August 6th. That I'm looking forward to very much. It's, and it's, it's, and it's probably cool. lots of stand-up before that. And yeah, that. yeah. I, I just did a wonderful show called Geekscape. Yeah. And the set... At Michael's Bar over yeah, in yeah. Burbank. Yeah, but it was fun, and it was all nerds, and I, they laughed when I talked about uh, uh, the fact that the... The, I'm such a nerd that the only sexually transmitted disease I'm ever going to get is carpal tunnel syndrome. And, and ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thanks for paying attention. <laughs> but I have that up on SoundCloud. If All you right. go to soundcloud.com slash Salmson, I have a few of my sets up there you can listen to. And I will link it up. Thank you so much for being on the show, everybody. Take care out there. See you next time. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?